Uh, Open your Bibles while they're passing these offering containers. You can open them if you have them to Philippians chapter 3. The book of Philippians chapter 3. I am excited about this word this morning. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. I'm going to read a few of these verses and then we'll start opening up. This is Apostle Paul speaking here in his letter to the church, the leaders of the church at Philippi. And in chapter 3, verses 12 through 14, this is what he writes. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. I press toward the goal. Let me pray. Father, in Jesus' name, God, come today, Holy Spirit. Speak through me. Reveal truth to your people today. God, we are here to to hear a word from you. We want you to open up the scriptures to us, God, and bring the word forth in a way where it penetrates and it changes lives. Today, change lives, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. I love this scripture these verses, and uh, you know, we talk a lot here in Life Church X about how our vision is to raise up game changers, and really the essence of that vision is that we know that every single person who God created, that he created them with a purpose, with a destiny, that there is a calling, individual calling on each and every one of our lives that God has written before the beginning of time. He has something amazingly impactful and influential and powerful that he wants to do in and through each and every one of us in order to bring forth change, kingdom-building change in the world around us. God has chosen to make it so, that he wants to use his people He wants to put his spirit in us. He wants to empower us with gifts, with purposes, with destiny. We're all unique. We have different kinds of gifts. We have different kinds of passions. There's different things that we're burdened by or drawn to that that move us and push us to do something about. There's There's a unique formula, if you will, combination of how God created each and every one of us, like spiritual DNA that he's put together in all of us. And that is a part of how he wants to use us specifically in the world around us. So when we say game changers, raising up game changers, the essence of that is that we believe that a person who's walking in their calling, who is pursuing their purpose and their destiny in life, seeking God to become all he has created us to be, that that person is striving to be a game changer. Because when you're walking in the purpose that God has created you for, and the Holy Spirit is moving in your life, that what happens, the effects of that are that God, the Holy Spirit, is, is basically spilling out of us in the world around us, 
and it is the most, God moving is the most transformational change agent that there ever was or ever will be on the face of the planet. And so when we're living the calling, the purpose that God's created us for, guys, it's in that type of walk, in that type of place where we have the chance, the opportunity to literally change the game of the way that the world is hurting or dying or suffering or anything else that's going on that is pain or is sin or is against the way that God has created things to be. Him moving through us and in us, raising us up to become the people we're created to be. And then as a result, his power being demonstrated out of us in our, through our lives is affecting and changing the landscape of the world around us. The church is the most transformational organization that ever was or ever will be on the face of the planet. When she is working properly, the church has the ability to make the greatest level of impact in all facets of society that we live in. The schools, government, business, politics, families, everything is set up and positioned to be, by the way God created this, that the church would be the most influential driving force to all of those areas moving and being led by godly men and women to to function the way that God has laid things out to function. But we we know that that isn't necessarily always happening that way because we get our hands on it, right? And men and people get their hands, it gets contaminated, it gets tainted, and we get away from maybe the things of God. But that doesn't mean that there isn't a movement, a sweeping movement that can't take place across our nation, similar to revivals of days of before, where the Spirit of God just poured out in an abundant way through the lives of His children, and then His power and Spirit just begins to move across the land and literally just transform things in a way where nothing else can Right, And we contend for that here. And so as we think about this idea that we're called to be game changers, that we all have a purpose, that we have a destiny in our lives that God has created us to live for, I want you to think about that for a second today. I want you to, to really think and, and, and pray on this idea, this, this truth that you have a purpose and a destiny. And then I want to ask you that if that's the case, how, what, is, what is the posture that you have in going after that purpose and destiny that God has for you. How are you pursuing that? How are you going after that? Because see, here's what I've seen a lot of times can happen, is that people, there's almost like this idle mentality, not idle in worship, but like idleness, you know, like um, not, not, no movement kind of thing. We're, and I've even heard people say things like, uh, well, you know, if it's God's will, it's God's will, and, and, and you know, the will of God be done, and we're, it, there's no, you know, God, it's, God's going to just do what he's going to do, you know? And, and I believe the, the will of God is not going to be thwarted by man. I do believe that, but I don't think that that means that we maintain this idle posture in a way that says we're just going to kind of all sit back and just wait until the Lord comes, you know? We're just going to all kind of sit back and let the Lord do what he's going to do, and then we're not really going after this calling and this purpose and this destiny that God has for each and every one of us. See, I don't know what exactly it, it was and I, how it all played out, but when I got 
saved, man, when I was 22 years old, and I had lived a life of drugs and alcohol and everything else you can imagine for over a decade. I mean, I was as reckless as anyone can be, lucky to be alive, honestly, and God got a hold of me, and, and I got saved, and, and I'm just telling you that ever since then, I have literally just been consumed with this idea that I want to pursue the life that God has for me. I want to become all that he's created me to be. I, none of, nothing else matters. I'm not trying to live or serve anyone else anymore. I am trying to live for God. And I've just been going after it, you know? And, and it's just, I can't like help it. I can't stop it. It's just like a burning inferno from the inside that is just constantly dying to get out. And it just, I'm just chasing him every day. I love Jesus. I love God. He's just amazing, you know? And uh, I think, you ever see those dog races where the dogs come out of the gates and there's that like rabbit on the thing and running around and the dogs are just, you can't break them loose, right? I mean, I feel like those dogs, like I'm going after Jesus, you know? And uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, anyway, so <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe. But, I, but I'm serious, I've just been, I've just been so excited to pursue you know, what God has for me. And, and listen, I believe with everything in me that that's what God is, he's looking for from us is, yes, he's God and he's sovereign and he is unthreatened on his throne and there's nothing that can change that. Even Satan himself can't threaten God. But he is looking for us to be on fire and passionately engaged in the pursuit of becoming the person that he has created us to be. He's not interested in it. It's like, you know how when you go get an operation and they put you out and you're in the anesthesia and the doctor comes in and does everything and then it's done and then you wake back up. Like, God isn't interested in us having anesthesia while he works on us. He's interested in us going after him. He's interested in us pursuing him, seeking him. That's why he says, seek, ask, you know, search. I mean, it's why he says that over and over and over again in scripture. He wants to be found. He wants to be pursued. He wants to love you like you could never be loved, but he wants to, you to want his love, right, to seek him and go after that. There is no place, in my opinion, for an idol, stand still, sit back and just wait around and see what happens mentality in the life that we are called to live for God. And it certainly isn't going to allow the church to become the most transformational, influential organization out there in the society that we live in today if we're sitting back behind the walls just waiting for Jesus to come. I'm excited about him coming too. But you know what? In the meantime... <laughs> We have things to do. And so that's what this scripture, guys, this, this passage of scripture that Paul gives us in Philippians chapter 3, it paints, to, for me, this perfect picture of the kind of posture that we are to have about going after the destiny and the purpose that God has created us for. Take a look at a few of these things in here. All right, first of all, he says... I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. The upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That's 
our calling, our purpose. I love that he uses the word upward because that gives us this picture of it's an ascending walk. It's an ascending journey. It's an increasing process that we are walking along. And he says upward because we are looking toward heaven for identifying where the source of that calling is coming from, and we are to keep our eyes fixed on heaven and heavenly things if we're going to stay focused on moving in the direction of this calling that God has created us for. We are not to look down on the level plane with the rest of the world. We're not to look inside and just ourselves in a selfish way. We are to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and above and heavenly things, and as we do, it'll set the course for the direction that we're heading to become who God's created us to be, and it will be an upward, ascending, empowering walk that we ought to be on. The upward call of God in Christ Jesus, never outside of him, right? It's his power working through us, that transformational power in us that's consistently transforming us to become more and more of the people that God has created us to be. It's like his destiny is in us in full, but he is revealing more and more of that picture as we walk along this journey with him. And we are always in that imperfected, incomplete state, guys, of pursuing and growing until we get to heaven where we finally go. And then the fullness of this calling and the perfectness of this calling then finally sets in and then we're there. And it's all about worshiping Jesus, right? But before then, we are on this walk where we're to be pressing. And he says here, what does he say about the upward call? He says that I press toward the goal for the upward call. I love this. This word press, press toward. Okay, it literally means to like be up against, putting pressure against. It's almost like if I'm like this, okay? This is what it is right here. He's, this wall is holding me up now. I have chose to put myself in a position where I am forward aimed in such a way and I'm exerted in such a way where this wall will literally, I will literally fall if that wall isn't there and I'm pressed up against it. He's saying, this calling like, that's, that's how I'm after, that's what I'm doing, Paul says. He's like, I'm pressed up against this. I'm like my full man is up against this thing, leaning into this thing in such a way where it's literally leading me and guiding me everywhere I go. The weight and the resistance against this thing that I'm pressing in, it's like I'm moving where this calling is going. I don't even have a, the, the ability to go a different direction because I'm so leaned into this thing that if I choose to make a wrong move away, I'm going to fall and I'm going to know it right away. Isn't that powerful? But you know what we can do? Guys, we can kind of we could kind of do this. It's there. I believe that it's there. But I'm not fully leaned into this thing, going after it and pursuing and pressed in with everything about me. My whole life 
fits into this destiny that God has created me for. My home life, my work life, my friendships, my relationships, my passions, my gifts. You understand, it's all enveloped in the calling that God has for you. Well, if we're really going after this thing, the way that Paul's talking about leaned in, then every part of our lives literally should be dependent upon Jesus and upon the calling of what he has said about how he wants to shape us in our lives in all of these areas to make the impact that he's calling us to make. It's amazing. Like Jesus should be alive and working and evident in my home. He should be alive and working and evident in my friendships, in my relationships, in the way that I go about my vocation or my career. He should be evident in all of that, certainly to me and ultimately to others. But we've got to be pressed in and leaned in and putting our full dependence upon that in order to really be going after and pursuing with that aggression and that fury like God is saying, like Paul is saying that he's going after this calling with. Isn't that amazing? Listen to what else he says here. He says, I do not count myself to have apprehended. So he's saying, look, I'm not saying I'm there yet. In fact, I know I'm not. And I'm not going to be there until I get there up in heaven, right? So there's never this place where we've arrived, whew, time to take a breather. Take five, everybody. Everybody catch your breath. We're going to chill out for a little bit on the calling of God on our lives. We're going to take a break. We're going to rest, and we'll get back to this thing later. Never, 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 right? I mean, we're always going after. He says, I, I don't consider myself to have apprehended. I don't, I'm not saying that I've got it figured out. I'm not saying that I'm there yet. All I can really say, in fact, this is the point I'm trying to make. It's not about who's there, who's not, who's further, who's not. It's just about we all need to be leaned in and pressing into this thing. What's the posture that you're pursuing the calling of God on your life for? What an amazing thing that we have a calling, a purpose. What could we possibly do besides go after that with everything that we have? Knowing that that walk that God has planned for us is the ultimate best walk we could ever take the walk on, you know? We couldn't choose a better path for ourselves. We couldn't pick pieces that we want to do and pieces that God wants to do. He wants the whole thing, guys. He wants all of us. And he has the right plan if we'll follow it and follow him and be obedient and have faith. It, his plan will always be the best plan. And as that plan unfolds, you'll find impact, you'll find influence, you'll find joy, peace, power, strength. Everything that the person that who we are and who we're created to be. You understand that God created us with an, an, an internal, in our deepest part of us, in our spirit man, he created us with an actual yearning for that. There is a yearning for that. The difference is, is that a lot of times we try to satisfy that yearning with other forms of solutions. We try to put plug other things in to meet those needs or to satisfy those passions and those drives and desires that isn't, the plan that God has for us, and then ultimately dysfunction ensues, and, and things fall apart and unravel, and it's painful, and it's outside of what God has really had planned for us all along. We just got to go after him and pursue him. He says, not that I've apprehended or attained, 
one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. So he uses like three different verbs to describe this. He says uh, that I'll lay hold and then reaching forward and pressing toward. I already talked about pressing toward, reaching forward. Let's talk about that. So he says, I'm going to reach forward. He's saying, I'm going I'm to reach out there to lay hold of that which Christ has laid hold of for me. So he's acknowledging Christ has already laid hold of a plan. He's already laid hold of a destiny. He secured the power that we needed to live that when he died on the cross and chose that we would get his spirit in us if we accepted Jesus as our Savior. He said Christ already laid hold of the destiny. He already laid hold of the plan for me. Now it's time for me to lay hold of that thing which God has laid hold of. And he's saying I want to reach forward I want to stretch out. I want to put my hand forward, not thinking about all the things from behind, but looking forward to the things which are. God comes in, and he basically wipes the canvas clean whenever he saves us. He wipes it clean. It's like a fresh slate. He, he can undo old things that were done before, and he's ready to write a new story. He's ready to paint a new canvas, but this time it's going to be with his spirit and with his power and with his might, not by our own strength. And then we begin to reach for that thing and stretch out and say, that's what I'm going for. That's what I'm pursuing. I'm putting my full energy, my full self out in that direction where that's what I'm looking to lay hold of, to grab, and to, to, uh, to seize, it says in that, in that word lay hold, is to seize and, and, and grab it and hold on to it and, and, and be led by that thing and guided by that thing as we go. Isn't that powerful? Reaching forward, pressing toward, and laying hold. Let me, let me give you one more thing. Paul, in another, in the book of Acts, he, he kind of speaks uh, in a little different way about this same principle of following the calling that God has for him. And, and, and this one is really intense. Um, Acts chapter 20. If you have your Bible, go there. So, in this moment, Paul is getting ready to make the trek into Jerusalem. And he's somehow, by revelation, he's aware that there are major problems and major obstacles and a lot of harmful things that await him where he's going. How many people know the calling of God doesn't always take us into pretty places, comfortable places, right? And he's just aware of that. The Spirit's given him revelation on this. And he's, he's getting ready to head into Jerusalem. And he spent all this time, these years, with these people that he's poured himself into. These friendships and these relationships. He's a mentor to some of these people. I mean, if you can just imagine, like, this is, this is where if Paul had to ch probably choose where he would want to spend the rest of his time, who he would want to be around, this would probably most certainly be it, right? Are, are all these things that he's been involved in and the people that he's done life with. But there's a different plan that's starting to unfold for Paul, and that involves him going into Jerusalem and going into harm's way, and God's getting ready to do this marvelous and mighty work in and through him as Paul is approaching some of his final days. 
And listen, I want you to listen. I want you to think about what we're talking about this morning, about leaning in and really going after it, right, and what that means. And hear how Paul speaks about the way he's committed to the calling that God has on his life and where he's leading him to go. It takes full priority over everything. Verse 22, Paul says, And see now, I go bound in the Spirit, bound in the Spirit, remember that, to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there. I don't know, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. Time out for just a second. Imagine that. I'm bound in the Spirit. I'm, God's leading me. He's taking me into this place where I don't really know what is going to happen. Only thing God said is it's bad. Chains and tribulations await me. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know who it's coming from. I don't know how it's going to happen, and I don't know how bad the pain's going to be. All I know is chains and tribulation await me. Would have been nice to have a little more of the details, wouldn't it? I mean, is there anything in here you can give me, God, you know? No, just chains and tribulations await you. What would the human reaction, what would the flesh want to do in that moment and in that situation if that's what the calling of God was taking us into? Yeah, I'm going to think I'm going to pass on that one, you know? We would, all, we would all, I'm sure even Paul, okay, it doesn't say this, but I'm sure that there was even these emotional moments that he went through. I mean, even Jesus said it before he was going to the cross, can there be another way? Can there be another way, Father? Right? And there couldn't. There couldn't be another way. And so Jesus said, but your will be done, right? But I will go. And so Paul's kind of in this same moment where, like, he's, he's headed to the end here probably. But you know what it says? He says, but I am bound in the spirit to go. Guys, that word bound in the spirit, bound, literally means to be tied or tethered to something so securely and so tightly that it's impossible to be ripped away from. Isn't that amazing? See, this walk that Paul had been going on with God, getting closer, more intimate, serving him, getting outside of himself to do things that weren't comfortable for him, all this maturing and growing and, and ascending toward his purpose and destiny that had been happening had been all the time tethering him and tying him and binding him more and more and more to this plan and this destiny that God had called him to. And I do believe, in my opinion, that at this moment with what was yet to happen, that God knew that Paul had to have been tethered for quite a long time and quite a number of seasons for him to be in a place and have a posture where he can say, I'm going bound in the spirit, knowing full well that chains and tribulations await me, that he was ready for that because he was so committed and so tied to the calling of God that he would literally not even circumvent that to, to pursue something that was easier or more comfortable or possibly more beneficial for his own flesh. That he was willing to lay all of that down to follow this calling that God had for him. Listen to the rest of these verses. But he says, I know that ho the Holy Spirit testifies, saying, chains and tribulations await me. Verse 24. 
but none of these things move me. They don't move me. I'm not going to get thrown off track. Nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I've received from the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. The ministry that I've received, none of these things move me. I'm going to finish my race with joy. Can I tell you something? You have a ministry too. We all do. That word ministry in the Greek simply means your devoted service to God, the calling that he has put forth for you to serve and obey him and for him to use you to impact everything in the world that he's uniquely positioned you to be able to do. We all have that ministry, and we all need to be on this upward ascending journey toward that calling and tethering ourselves, being tethered more and more and more where we're bound in the spirit to be fully devoted to this thing at the cost of everything else. Nothing else can outweigh the priority of becoming the person that God has created us to be. If we're going to walk in that destiny, it has to be a furious, relentless pursuit. This is the thing that I will reach forth and reach ahead toward and lean into to attempt to apprehend all the days of my life until I step into that place where it's full and it's final and it's complete. That will be my life's mission. That will be what I devote myself to. And you know what's beautiful? is as a result of that, you will be the greatest husband or wife, the greatest father or mother, the greatest friend, the greatest leader in whatever you're doing in your career or the greatest gifts in what you, like it will be the greatest that it could ever be in and through you if God is the one who is making those things flourish in us. That's the calling that he has for us. Amen. Stand to your feet with me today. says right there at the end verse 25 and indeed now i know that you all among who i have gone preaching the kingdom of god will see my face no more wow the sacrifice he realizes that this is the end of the journey this is the end of their walk together man they've done life together for some years and they've been through some things and I'm sure that there's a very mourning thing that's happening for Paul because he's he knows that he's never going to see these friends and these brothers and sisters again he had to have been mourning that but see where the priority of the call ranks in his life pay close attention to that today challenge yourself be inspired by that seek and pursue God the way that he's calling us to, the way he's looking for us to. And as we do, guys, what you will find over the months, over the years, time with God, serving him, pursuing him and his calling for you above all things, is that you'll be getting tethered and wrapped spiritually and tied to this thing that he has for you, this, this calling and this purpose that he's created you for, to be able to say, let us all be able to say that nothing will move me from that. No matter what awaits, nothing will move me. I will press forward. I will lean in. I will reach out 
for the upward call of Jesus Christ in my life. Hallelujah. Amen.